Chapter 23 Margaret The discussion during the walk to Anthony's house was benign, comparing English classes, for which they had different teachers, in Anthony's elementary school in Albuquerque. Megan offered enough responses to keep Anthony talking, but she was preoccupied with orchestrating a plan once they reached Howard's. She knew it was probably a long shot, but she wanted to show him the notebook to see if he could offer any answers about what Howard was looking for. But sneaking into Howard's room would be tricky, if not impossible. It was almost five o'clock, and while on an ordinary day, Howard would not be back until 5.30, today he should be home, having gotten off work early to pick up Sam from school. But then, wasn't it Vicky's day off? If she was home, Howard may have asked her to pick Sam up, and Howard might still be at work. Still, sneaking by Vicky would be a problem, but at least she wouldn't be hanging around in the Howard's room. As they turned the corner onto Howard Street, Megan's heart sank. Parked in the driveway was not only Vicky's Toyota and Howard's pickup truck, but also Phil's Oldsmobile. Her initial plan of bringing Anthony up to her room would never work. Howard would have a conniption fit if she brought a boy up to her room and closed the door, and Phil would likely pass out if Anthony walked in again. The only option she could see was to have him wait in the car for her. She would need to go in, sneak over to the hallway on the other side and nab the notebook, bring it back down and take it out to Anthony. I can do this, she thought. They pulled up to the house, and she tried to calm her nerves while figuring out what to say. Can I ask you something really weird? Anthony's face looked a little apprehensive. Uh, sure. Could you stay here for a minute while I run inside and get something? Uh, sure, okay. She opened the door and put one leg out on the pavement before stopping and turning back to him. It, uh, might take a few minutes, she added. He put the car in neutral and pulled the emergency brake. Okay. She got out of the car and jogged to the front door. She opened it, quietly but not overtly secretive, in case someone was standing behind it. She went inside and heard cartoons coming from the living room television. Sam was laying on the floor in front of it, his neck craned upward, a trance-like look on his face. She peered around the corner into the kitchen to see Vicky, sitting at the kitchen table, reading a newspaper. Hi, Vicky. Is Howard around? Vicky looked up. Oh, hi, Megan. He's upstairs taking a nap. Oh, okay. Megan felt her heart sink. Not really sure of what to do next, she walked up to the first landing and paused. Her brain swimming with disappointment and frustration. It was as if her legs were continuing on with the original plan, and she moved noiselessly up the stairs to the opposite hallway. It wasn't until she got to the top of the stairs that she realized what she was doing, and though part of her was screaming to turn back around, she looked down the hallway and saw that Howard's door was open about two feet. She could hear Howard's snoring coming from within the room. Was this a sign? Any other time she had been up here and Howard had been in his room, he had had the door closed. It was hard not to see this circumstance as an invitation to do what the logical part of her brain told her was a stupid idea. Peeking in, she could hear Howard laying on his side with his back toward the open closet door. She thought of Anthony sitting outside and the light she was sure he could shed on the contents of the box. With a deep breath and a gulp of determination, she gently pushed open the door, though, and tiptoed across the carpet toward the closet, her eyes remaining fixed on Howard as he slept. As she reached the edge of the bed, she lowered herself to her hands and knees and moved the rest of the way toward the open closet door, seeing the box on the floor just inside. She reached the box and began pulling the lid off the top. This was the most noise she had made yet, clashing against the otherwise silent room and causing her heart to beat faster. Hearing no interruption in Howard's raspy snoring, however, she continued to slowly lift the lid, and soon she was peering over the edge of the box at the newspaper clippings about Palmetti.
Seeing the notebooks beneath the articles, she tried to gingerly lift the top two, remembering it was the third one down that contained the sketches. As she pulled it out, though, the top two notebooks slipped out of her hand and fell with an audible thud. In response to the sudden noise, Howard suddenly stopped snoring, and Megan froze with fear. She looked up at his form on the bed, his back to her, and she crouched lower as she frantically tried to form an escape plan. Could she fit under the bed? If she got low enough, could she creep along the bed and make it to the door without him seeing? Unable to decide, she cowered silently, staring at the back of his head on the pillow. She imagined his eyes open, ready to twist around and see where the noise had come from, but he didn't move. She watched his shoulders and couldn't even see the movement of his breathing. Then, as suddenly as the snoring had stopped, Howard took a deep intake of air, and the slow rhythm of his breathing resumed, matching the tempo of the more audible snores from moments before. After about ten seconds, Megan carefully replaced the lid of the box, got to her feet, and quickly snuck out of the room. She slipped the notebook beneath the front of her sweatshirt and tiptoed down the stairs to the landing, bending low to see if anyone was at the foot of the stairs. Seeing the entryway empty, she ducked back outside and jumped back into Anthony's still idling car. Um, do you think we could, like, drive down the street a ways? She asked, envisioning Howard coming down the stairs. Anthony shrugged. Sure, he responded, and backed out of the driveway. He turned left, following the street to the now nearly vacant parking lot of Sam's school. He pulled into a parking place and turned off the engine. Megan took a deep breath. So, this is going to sound really, um, really bizarre, but you said you worked at the bag and save, right? Anthony had a confused look on his face, as if expecting her to say something completely different. Well, yeah? Megan looked down at the notebook in her lap. Her hands were shaking a little bit. There's this really weird drawing in here, and I was wondering if it looks familiar to you. She flipped the notebook open to the sketch of the grocery checkout area and showed it to Anthony. Anthony looked at Megan with a bewildered look. After perusing it for a moment, he spoke. Yeah, I guess this looks like the bag and save, from what I remember. He still looked baffled. Did you draw this? No, that's just the thing. I didn't. But you think it looks like the bag and save? Like, you recognize it? Well, yeah, I guess it looks like it. Who did draw this? Well, I... Can I show you something else? She took the notebook and turned it around, showing the police sketch of the woman. Do you know who that is? Anthony's expression was blank as he looked at the image. Should I? I don't know, Megan answered, taking the picture and looking at it herself. Wait, Anthony said, reaching for the notebook. Megan handed it back to him eagerly, not wanting to interrupt his thought process. Maybe that mark there. He pointed to the odd bit of shading on the woman's jawline that Megan had assumed to be a random smudge of lead. That was like a weird birthmark she had. He gazed at the picture again, then covered his eyes with his hand and tilted his head back. Megan stayed quiet, giving Anthony wide berth to remember. There was someone... Margaret, Anthony said, uncovering his eyes and looking back at the picture. She used to work there, like, when I was really little. Really? Yeah, man, I... I had totally forgotten about her. He was working hard to remember, looking at the picture and then looking away or closing his eyes. She would give me M&Ms in the break room. I totally forgot about that. Margaret? Do you, you remember her last name? 
Nah, I don't think I ever knew it. My mom might, though. He looked down at the picture once more and then back to Megan. Where did you get this stuff? Megan didn't feel right keeping Anthony in the dark. Well, my, uh, dad... She didn't know how else to refer to him, but dad definitely didn't sound right now that she had said it. Well, he's actually not my real dad, more like my stepdad, but that's another story. I kind of took this from a box in his room. Anthony looked a little surprised, and Megan felt her face go hot. It's just that he'd been going out looking for something, somebody, I don't know. I think it's her, but I don't know because he's being all secret about it. So you stole this from him? Anthony asked. No, I, I'm going to put it back, but he never tells me anything. I just worry about him, you know? Megan felt awful. That last bit was stretching the truth at best. Anthony looked at the picture again. Why do you think he's looking for her? I don't know. They sat in silence for a moment. Anthony looked lost in thought. Megan felt horrible and exposed. Do you want me to go? I can walk home, Megan asked, looking downward. No, no, don't be silly. Anthony gave her back the notebook, started the car, and drove back around the corner to Howard's. He pulled in the driveway once more and turned to Megan. Look, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be all judgmental. Nah, it's right. I don't know what I was thinking. She looked at the notebook in her hands with a feeling of hatred. Listen, I'll ask my mom about Margaret. I'm sure she remembers her. I'll let you know what I find out. That'd be awesome. Megan responded appreciatively. She looked at Anthony, but his eyes looked beyond her and to her left, squinting a little. She swiveled around to see the front door open. Howard stepped out onto the porch, holding the door open and waiting. Megan let out a sigh of frustration and then felt a pang of panic as she realized what she had in her hands. Wide-eyed, she looked at Anthony, slipping him the notebook. Can you take this? Like, give it back to me tomorrow or something? Anthony seemed to understand completely. Yeah, no problem. He responded quickly, I got it. Megan grabbed her backpack and got out of the car, adrenaline pumping, but determined not to let it show in front of Howard. She waved at Anthony and walked up to the porch, avoiding Howard's gaze. I thought you had a study group, Howard asked accusingly. I did, she answered, passing him to enter the house. Then who was that? Does he not know about the notebook? She thought to herself. Had she really dodged this bullet? It's a boy in my study group. He gave me a ride home. From where? From school, she answered, her voice full of irritation. We were in the library. She started up the steps to her room. Vicky said you were here a few minutes ago and then left again. I had to grab something and run it over to a friend for a project. Howard's expression hardened, but she could tell that he was finding no fault in her story. I don't like the idea of you getting rides home with boys. I'm 15. Don't take that tone with me. She rolled her eyes and continued upstairs, hesitating at first to see if he was going to continue. She heard him walk into the kitchen, and so she climbed the rest of the stairs to her room and closed the door behind her. Safe at last, or at least as long as Howard didn't notice the notebook missing, Megan dropped her backpack and flopped onto her bed to calm down and catch her breath. She wanted to call Anthony to ask him more about Margaret, but she didn't dare do it with Howard in the house. It was going to be a long evening, she decided. Anthony found her the next day after first period and handed her the notebook. My mom didn't remember her last name either. She said she worked there for five years or so and left. Megan felt disappointed. She had been hoping for something she could look up in the phone book. 
But get this, though, Anthony continued. She thinks that Margaret left for a job at Safeway up here in Los Alamos. Seriously? This was great news. Not only was Los Alamos a lot smaller than Albuquerque, but it was a lot closer. All the more reason that Howard would have known her somehow. It made Megan feel like she was closer to an answer. Had she seen Margaret at the grocery store without even knowing it? Although Sam asked to go visit Charlie after school, Sparky's was quickly becoming Sam's favorite hangout, Megan said that they needed to go back to Howard so she could work on homework. It was only partially true, of course. She could have just as easily gotten it done at the restaurant. The real reason was that she needed to get the notebook put back in the box in Howard's closet before Howard came home. When they got to the house, Rom and Vicky were both there. Rom was at his computer, and Vicky was folding clothes in the dining room watching television. She was more than happy to turn the channel for Sam to watch cartoons, and Megan went upstairs to her room. She set down her backpack, pulled out the notebook, and took another look at Margaret's sketch. It looked exactly like the type of police sketches Megan had seen on the evening news when there was some criminal at large. When had Howard seen her? She looked at the other drawing, the scene in the store. Had it been the bag and save? If so, why had this chance meeting caused Howard to be obsessing over it years later? Who was Margaret? Megan quickly flipped through the rest of the notebook to confirm that there was no other drawings or notes in its pages, then closed it and slipped down to the first landing. Hearing Rom's chair squeaking in the other room, she quickly sneaked up the stairs toward Howard's room. Opening the door carefully and finding the room empty, she went over to the closet and opened the door. She looked down to the spot just inside the door and... the box was gone. She swiveled around quickly, her heart beating faster, but there was no sign of the box anywhere, not on the floor, not on the shelves. She looked out in the room and couldn't see it anywhere. She checked on the desk, under the bed, in every corner. It was nowhere. Panicked, she closed the closet door, made one more search around the room, then walked back down to the landing. Looking down the stairs toward the kitchen-turned-storage room, she half-wondered if Howard had just moved the box down there. She went down the steps and peered around the corner toward the computer room. Rom was there, but his back was turned. She ducked into the storage room, but again she could find no evidence of the box anywhere. She looked at the notebook in her hands. I could just leave it here, she thought. She weighed the possibilities. There were enough other people in the house, including a seven-year-old kid, that surely she wouldn't be blamed for it. If Howard knew that she had been snooping around in his room, she was sure she would be grounded for months. But how could he have known it was her? Deciding the best thing to do was to get rid of the evidence, she looked around the storage room for a place to put it. She decided to slide it behind a box of Christmas lights. Vicky will find it when she starts putting up decorations, she thought. It'll be perfect. She walked over and was just boosting herself up on a wooden footstool when she was startled by a voice from behind her. What's that? She froze. There was no time to stash the notebook anywhere. She turned around and saw Rom standing in the doorway of the room. Megan stammered to come up with an excuse, but she was drawing a blank. She just stared back at him, at a complete loss of words, holding up the proof of her theft she had been so close to hiding. I, uh, what could she say? Rom had caught her in the act. Surely he, being Howard's right-hand man, recognized the notebook from the box and knew what it contained. But the look on his face was not one of recognition, but of confusion. Is that a notebook? He stepped toward her. Does he really not recognize it? She thought. Here was an escape, she realized. If he truly did not know what the notebook was, or if he was simply mistaking it for something else, she could go along with it. But before thinking about it, the words were out of her mouth. I found it in Howard's room. Really? Rom replied, intrigued. Can I see it? Megan hesitantly handed it over. 
Rom opened the notebook, found the sketch of Margaret, and gazed at it for a few moments. Who is this? he asked, his eyes fixed on the picture. Do you not know? Megan responded, slowly and quietly. Rom looked up at Megan. She thought she could see a look of sadness and disappointment in his eyes. It was the same look she saw when she told Rom to stay away from her mother. Has Howard talked to you about any of this? He asked, hesitantly. No, Megan answered. He's never told me anything. I figured you knew about it. I mean, is that the woman you and him are looking for? She motioned to the picture, and Rom's eyes lowered to look at it again. Rom lightly bit his lip and nodded, almost imperceptibly. Yeah, we were, he said, in a near whisper. He looked back up to her. This was in his room? Megan nodded. Have you seen it before? No, Rom replied. But I know who it is. I don't understand why he's never shared this with me. Rom, who is it? Rom paused for a moment, still looking at the sketch. Without looking up, he answered, This is Howard's daughter. <laughs>